0: Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary.
1: I want to grow and I want to learn. And if I do things that are just safe, then I'm not going to experience the things that I don't know about myself yet.
0: Hey everyone, welcome back for a brand new edition of Collider Ladies Night. I am so excited for this one because you know this is Jessie Buckley and she is incredible. I'm just going to embarrass you right off the top. (laughs) I have seen Wild Rose a couple of times now and please go check out that movie because seriously, you are phenomenal in it i can't get that music out of my head <laughs> sorry about that i'm trying to
1: be a country singer
0: nobody wants to see a convicted criminal out there
1: johnny cash is a convicted criminal you ball bag <laughs> country music is a three chords in the truth you just get whoever's in there out i should have been born in america i'm an american you're young you're incredibly talented there is nothing you can't do
0: that end song to get an Oscar campaign so bad, and I truly mean it—not just because you're sitting there, but it almost reminds me of the effect that uh, Sing Street had on me.
1: Oh, I love where that I walked.
0: Yeah, I walked out the door. I had to download everything, and I was hardcore rooting for it. So I hope <laughs> it works out that way. No who knows? (laughs) So I want everybody out there to kind of get to know you a little bit, because you've had a really interesting journey that, to be completely honest, I wasn't even aware of until I started prepping for this interview. So way back when, do you remember what the first thing you got into first and really wanted to do was? Was it uh, being in movies? Was it singing or the stage work? Oh, God, no. Like, where I grew up in in Kerry, I mean, even... You, you didn't
1: even think about being in movies because that belonged to Hollywood, and I grew up at the foot of a mountain in Kerry, so that wasn't even something that was a, th- a thought that I would ever, ever get a chance to be part of. so really, my first kind of look into the f- you know mad house. <laughs> uh, was through musical theater, and um, my mom is a harpist and a singer, so we grew up around lots of music and My dad is a bar manager, but always wrote poetry and stuff, so we were always like in a house where we were doing some kind of musical social suicide music camp or something like that. Um, but I moved to London when I was seventeen, trying to get into drama school to study musical theater, but i didn 't get in and then I ended up getting a job and then went on to do a play in the West End. Um, for thirteen months, and that was
0: my first thing, really. Is that the first thing you wanted to be when you grew up was a stage actor uh, yeah I was, yeah, definitely
1: like i theater and live performance, and mm-hmm. I loved like I remember going to see. I think it was Joseph and his Technicolor Dreamcoat or something <laughs> ridiculous like that In I my like, everything
0: of every like, child of our generation has a weird special memory with that show oh my god and I
1: truly <laughs> believe that Jesus had died on the cross in my hometown in Clarny like in the Oris Paldrick which is the town hall and my, I was so upset by this experience that Jesus had died in front of a good Catholic Irish girl uh, she had to bring me backstage to make to ensure me that it was only like Mick Sullivan From down the road, who was actually going to the pub in half an hour, and Jesus had risen. So I had, I uh, that was kind of my first. I I I just always I love the magic of it, you know. I love that moment in the theatre where I always feel like it's you're stepping into a beehive, and you can hear all these bees and people getting ready for this three hours moment of their life, which is being transported into another world, and and. I think the first movie I saw was Meet Me in St. Louis, Vincent Minnelli, and I just couldn't believe, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe the colour. I couldn't believe watching Judy Garland, like, sing like that and have that kind of, oh, yeah. Anyway, I could talk about this forever.
0: <laughs> That's what this show is for—talking about the things you're passionate about. So, do you play a lot of different instruments too, based on your mom's influence?
1: Yeah, we grew up playing a lot of different instruments. From, uh, I played the harp kind of all during my childhood and my teenage years, and then piano and clarinet—all <laughs> the all the character building stuff
0: have, like, a one-woman band there or something.
1: Yeah, maybe I should just become one of those people that walks along, you know, with a big drum and kind of those jingly things on
0: their face. You're doing, like, a live, uh, like, a show for Wild Rose, right? You should incorporate that as as some part of the set.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like a traveling sales music man.
0: Did you ever try an instrument and not be able to pick it up? Because... Thinking back to when I was a kid, I found the saxophone, and that was like my thing. And that naturally came to me. But if I tried the piano or just about anything else to guitar or singing, I couldn't do it. Huh? I probably am a bit more scared about
1: picking something up now. Like, I've tried to stay playing the guitar, and I just play it. Because I learned to play a bit for Wild Rose. And I just can't believe how shite I sound. (laughs) I haven't had the nerve to like keep it going but every so often I'll take it out and you know sit outside and go come on come on try and play
0: and it Simple is, like, Twisted the coolest thing. thing to me it's like all I want to do is to be able to just like pick up a guitar and hang out and be able to play I but I can just enjoy other people's music <laughs> so I I did not realize you had a reality TV background, and it's strictly because I didn't watch the show, so hearing that whole story, I was, like, kind of shocked that you went through all that. Jesse, how are you? i
1: thanks. How are you? The dreams you dreamed have all gone astray. I've got absolutely nothing to say to you. It's absolutely brilliant. I got tears
0: in my eyes. I got tears in mine too. I made the Lord cry. I I can't believe that. I'm so curious. So many years later, because based on the reality TV that I do watch, I know there must be some crazy things that go on behind the scenes. So, looking back, is there anything that makes you think, "Wow, like I can't believe I did that for that show"?
1: Yeah, loads. <laughs> well, I, I think it was kind of an it was an amazing experience, and and looking back, no, I'm quite you know. I was very ignorant and innocent to the whole business of what that was and it was kind of what brought me over to London in the first place and I ended up doing it because I didn't get into drama school and I was just practicing for my next drama school audition so joined the queue of this reality show which is be Nancy in the West End and Andrew Lloyd Webber was kind of hosting the uh, reality show and then I just ended up going through it but I am um, Yeah, I look back at a 17-year-old version of myself and go, my God, that's pretty ballsy. Like, I had no training. I was so raw. I was so bad publicly so many times. (laughs) (laughs) And yet, you know, I was just so excited and to be part of this family that I thought would take, you know, at least three decades to even touch upon. And um, yeah, so it was kind of an incredible experience and odd as well very odd to wake up and you know it's 7 o'clock and you look like hell and there's like a camera there watching you put milk on cornflakes, which I don't really know why it is so you know, exciting to watch. <laughs> but that was probably yeah, that was quite weird.
0: I feel like there is something about those like random little like everyday ins and outs of life. Like what do you eat for breakfast? Or like I don't know. There's something that humanizes yeah. it. And especially when it comes to like any kind of like performance art that I admire. Those are always the parts of the reality shows that I don't know, like puts me on that same same wavelength. Yeah yeah definitely do you keep in touch with anyone from that show because again when i was doing my little research i was scrolling through the cast list and i saw samantha barks's name and it got me all hyped because of course she's incredible and what it is
1: yeah uh yeah i spoke to her a few weeks ago actually when we were in new york and um and rachel Tucker is another girl that i stay in touch with um and andrew i stay in touch with but he's really sweet and kind of texts and goes, Oh well not text. He sends somebody more official to send me an email.
0: Kind <laughs> 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 of enjoying picturing him text messages. Well asked me like for a cup of tea so emojis I'm yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Um, yeah so we meet off sometimes and have a cup of tea and just check in and yeah he's been really amazing
0: that was the coolest thing about reading about your journey with that show too because i think the idea especially in this industry of having mentors or someone to look out for you to take you under their wing is so important to put you on the right path so in addition to him is there anyone out there that you look to and you're like thankfully you were there and you gave me the right advice
1: oh my god yeah i mean i feel like I've been so lucky to meet like incredible people in lots of different points of my life and journey so far. I was really like there was this one um when I moved over first, you know, I didn't have a family or I'm the eldest of five, so once you're out of the house, you're like out of the house and you got to learn you got to do it yourself. <laughs> um and there's a man called who had come to see me in Little Night Music and he just was like I just want to support you learning and um would send you know pay for me to go to singing lessons and paid for me to go back to Rada, and um and he has nothing to do with the industry but he he I suppose he had a little hand on my back and told me keep going because you've got something so I've been lucky there's been lots of people along the way
0: it's so encouraging to hear that that someone just wants to you know jump in because they believe in what you're yeah. capable of
1: yeah yeah kindness of strangers it, it was kind really... of amazing he's an angel like this. I definitely wouldn't have been able to learn and grow the way I did without him
0: You're still growing yourself, and I can't wait until the point where I could say, like, you're a household name, hopefully when this movie comes out, and everybody sees it, and everybody knows how wonderful you are, but even this early on, is there anybody in your life or in your work where you're looking at them, and, like, you were able to give them some advice, or make sure that they did a certain something a different way? Oh, God. No, I wouldn't... I wouldn't... (laughs) be cocky enough to, I don't know, I think
1: everybody's got their own journey. I mean, I I went home to my old school back in Ireland last week, my youngest sister is still there, and and it was a really amazing thing to go back and, and talk to the girls, and, you know, we've got to look out for each other, and everybody's got their own little unique, beautiful journey that they've got to go on, and I suppose it's to encourage people to nurture their individuality and their opinion and educate themselves in lots of different ways, whatever that is and whatever it is that they're passionate about. But to find something that they're passionate about and go for it, you know, take risks. So I don't know. Maybe <laughs> they probably were bored and just wanted to go
0: for a long oh, please. Really, You're all self-deprecating. And then you say something like that. And I'm like, I was I heard that when I was a tiny child. I was so
1: nervous about it and like emotional doing it because it was a lot about what you say to yourself at that age as well. And I definitely had points when I was that age where I was afraid of myself. And I, I did everything to go against how powerful I could be be because I was afraid of what that might feel like, because mm. it's big in, every, in all of us. And uh, sometimes it just takes a bit of a
0: while to accept that. Yeah, no, I get that. Um, actually speaking of that, I was also reading that you had a bunch of opportunities after the reality show and you decided not to do them. So I'm so curious, looking back, is there any one of those gigs that you could have gotten that might have changed the course of your career in a way that you ever think <laughs> about anymore? I don't really think I think like
1: what's meant for you doesn't pass you by and there's so the life's full of sliding doors like you can I don't know fall in love with 10 different people in one day but you just choose to go down one path Uh, yeah I'm sure there's been loads of moments where I could have chosen something else but I didn't so I don't regret anything. (laughs)
0: Speaking of saying, so like saying no to something can be very hard, whether you're in this industry or any other industry. If like you want to climb to the top, you think to yourself, I mean, I've thought about this too. Like, I should gobble up every opportunity I can get. But the chance to like sit and think and really carve out the right path is super important. So, can you talk a little bit about like your mentality when something good came your way, but you had to say no for a very real reason?
1: Yeah, I, I I think it's important to learn to say yes as well, you know, or to say no. I mean, to mm-hmm. le- to say no because you have to have an opinion about your own your life, and just because it might give you a lot of money or whatever, um, you have to really ask yourself what it is you're looking to experience at that point in your life. Um, and I think it's always good to come away, you know, it's even, especially after a job, I always want to, like, come away. And you have to reset and reflect on what you've, what's changed with you within that job or within that year or whatever and get hungry for the next thing. And um, I definitely feel like I want to do that more and be conscious about what I'm curious about about exploring and not just take something because it's there because I want to I want to grow and I want to learn and if I do things that are just safe then I'm not going to experience the things that I don't know about myself
0: yet I really respect that mentality, and that's why we get different unique, very, very spunky characters like Rose. <laughs> it really is very impressive to be able to take somebody who could initially be a very unlikable character and to turn her into someone who you feel for on so many different levels, and you're rooting for her to succeed
1: yeah i mean i never I never um found her unlikable. I, I think I found her frustrated and, and complex and and trying to figure out how to move forward in her life. And we all, I mean, she's foibled and she's fractured and she feels, she, I remember Nicole Taylor who wrote the script said she's, she's, Rosalind is alive. She's more alive than you. And it, you can feel like every sinew of her being reverberates on the outside of her skin and sometimes that's like a tornado which rips through the cities that she's like living in and sometimes it's, she's able to pull it all in and sing it out and say everything that she's trying to say in her normal life but in this other world when when she sings. Um, but I just think she's human. I can't, I, I don't think there's anybody in the world who doesn't have those feelings and no. those selfish moments or moments which don't come you know they all come with a consequence for her i think even when it appears that she's being selfish
0: i feel like frustrating is probably the best word to describe her because you see all these like these wonderful qualities in her and you're like why did you like why did you leave your back on the seat (laughs) come back back? (laughs) I can't believe that even after seeing this movie multiple times That scene just like It's still, it gets me all riled up all over again (laughs) Going back to the beginning of Wild Rose Is this something you had to audition for Or did they reach out to you for the part? Um I
1: had worked with Tom Harper before, the director on War and Peace and Oh yes, yes played quite a nun like character in Princess Maria, so I don't know why he saw me in that. <laughs> he was like, You're perfect for Wild Rose. <laughs> um so he sent me the script and he said, I want you to have a read and I only really want to do it if you do it and it was just such a brilliant script. Um and then when I met Nicole kind of just went from there so that's kind of how it came my way
0: is there an intimidation factor jumping into this such a like a rich storytelling and character arc opportunity but there there's just so many elements of this production that I'm like I would be totally overwhelmed
1: oh my god yeah I was absolutely terrified <laughs> but in a good way you know I'd uh... I think, you know, I always, if you react to a script and, like, I've had two experiences with, I mean, with, with, or a few experiences with scripts where I've, like, had a guttural reaction to something and I haven't fully realised, the thing is, is you can't fully realise it until you're right there on set. So all that stuff, the groundwork that you're fighting with and trying to suppress your fear with is, is important, but ultimately what you you know, where you're working towards is those moments on set between you and the other person, but there were a lot, you know, I hadn't sung in a very long time and I had lost my nerve with it kind of, and I'd never really done country and before so finding where that sits within Rose Lynn's voice and where it's coming from was a big thing and then the accent was a big thing because it's such a part of her character and rhythm and her pulse and Glasgow's a character kind of in itself in the film, so getting that right was... A really big thing, and then just her swag. (laughs) She definitely has (laughs) that, and her and her vulnerability, and finding where that was. But I use lots of different things, pictures, and different films and music and um, cowboy boots
0: <laughs> those boots I hope those boots were comfortable because it's like I have a pair of like super cool fry boots and I, I do love how they look but they're uncomfortable so I kept worrying through the entire film what if no they actually worry I know I wore them in well <laughs> <laughs> that's what's important there I'm actually curious why you weren't singing I feel like maybe it's because I can't sing for the life of me and I'm like if I could I would do it all the time so what made you uh, stop was it all the TV work
1: uh, well, when I left RADA, I kind of, um, they were very like, you're going to be a, cla-. well, some people were like, you're going to be a classical actress, and I was like.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I hope they all saw <laughs> this particular movie in that role.
1: <laughs> um, and I think I kind of, I'd done, after I did the some musical theatre, I then went and did jazz singing around London, and I thought I was going to do that maybe before i went back to Radha and i think i just didn't really know what i wa- what it was to me anymore and and yeah until i kind of found this music and this yeah it feels like it's come back into my life again and i love it
0: is it anything specific about country music because, like, admittedly, I'm not the biggest country music fan across the board. But when I really sit and listen to it and pay attention to, like, the words and the feeling that has to go into it, I kind of, I don't know, I feel the warmth of it.
1: Yeah. Well, I, for me, it's the lyrics and the stories, you know. They really are, they really are like three-minute movies. And um, they have a way, because the music is very simple. But it's the stories, like, of the really good stuff where you can almost see the scene unravel and you can see the characters within it. And and as a performer and singing and acting, it's really taught me a lot because you kind of have to let the song come out and be something different every single night because the characters change and they've got different stories every day. And um, it's really the lyrics. And there's a, like there's a real honesty in there, but there's also irony because they like, take very normal, mundane day-to-day life experiences like a, a woman like Angel from Montgomery, like this old woman who's sitting in her kitchen wondering wh- why she's wasted her whole life and she's hearing the fly and she's thinking about the cowboy that she was with once and but she's still just in her kitchen. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: What is it like when you're actually performing these songs on set? Like, one, are you doing any live singing on set while you're shooting? Oh yeah, it was all 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 live. All live. I had a feeling in that case, especially in the scenes where you know it's almost shot with like a little bit of a music video vibe. How many times do you have to do that over in order to get all the coverage? I think
1: like when we did the last song, we shot maybe did that like twenty eight times. So worth it. Like again and again. Yeah. I was, yeah, and then Outlaw State of Mind, I mean, that was a riot because, I, as well, Tom, we wanted to keep it really free, and I had no idea what it was going to do, and then the band set kicked in, and the whole crowd were there, and uh, I don't know, I think at one point I ended up doing The Worm on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> now
0: I, I need nearly DVD popped my shoulder straight. out
1: of jumping down <laughs> off the stage, and... Tom was like, come on, one more time. Like,
0: okay, okay.
1: <laughs> oh, I
0: really want to see some, like, a uh, roll now of all of this. <laughs> that, that scene in particular was the first time in the movie that I caught myself. It's like, you know when you're watching a movie and it's, like, dark and no one can see you, but all of a sudden you realize what your face is doing, and I was just, like, like the biggest freaking <laughs> grin on my face. <laughs> like, I was just sitting there last night, and thankfully the only one looking at me was my cat. And I'm just like... <laughs> for way way too long I also really wanted to ask you because we didn't talk about this last time about working with Sophie because she has just been someone who's caught my eye for so many years and I feel like nobody's talking about her work enough but she winds up being so important to uh, Rosalind's journey throughout the entire thing so I'm just curious what it was like working with her on that. oh
1: she's like amazing and I've loved her forever you know in college she was definitely somebody that I looked up to and um and she's just, she's just part of the team, you know. That was an amazing thing between Sophie and, and Julie. Like, Tom just gets these incredible people who are just game, you know. There's no rigmarole or, like, diva or whatever. We were just all having such a good time. And so getting to get, come on set and stand opposite these amazing women just made it so easy and enjoyable and light and... And also made you kind of... You felt you could go anywhere. And she's
0: just... I love her. She's an amazing woman. She really is. So you said you had a good time, but there's a couple of, like, super emotional beats in the story. So I was wondering, do you have to do any kind of, like, detox after walking away from something like that? <laughs> um, yeah, it's called the whiskey detox. detox? I am aware of that <laughs> detox, and I don't even
1: act. <laughs> uh, no, I don't ever usually, like, go... I don't know, maybe I should. <laughs> but I, I don't know, I just get on with my day, really go home, get as much sleep as I can and get ready for the next day. Um, but it's funny, I suppose some of those scenes as well, you're subconsciously, you're, you know, there are some scenes where I think I've lived with Rosalind for a while now and those emotional ones, it was more the lead up to them that I found the line between us both was quite small and I don't know if I was having a panic attack or she was, but one of us was. and. Uh, Yeah,
0: I don't know, it's interesting. What do you like to go to set with? Do you like break down a script and have it in your hand or is it just a cup of coffee? (gasps) Uh,
1: Oh, always coffee. (laughs) Smart choice. And usually my script is pretty crumpled and in one of my big pockets (laughs) that I'm like trying to pull out and I don't know, it's a bit of a, I'm a bit chaotic. I like chaos and order, basically.
0: I feel like that's an appropriate uh, way to approach this particular role, too. Like, it would almost be, like, anti-Rose to go with everything, like, bullet pointed oh. out. Yeah, that's what I thought,
1: too, yeah. <laughs> the thing is, is, all my characters are like
0: that, even the ones that are more
1: buttoned up and.
0: What kind of uh, movies and shows are you into, just, like, in your free time?
1: Oh, God. Um... I just watched Shoplifters on the Plane. That's an amazing film. That's a really good one. Uh, I love, uh, I watch Succession. Uh, amazing writing. Um, uh, God, any Paul Thomas Anderson films, mm-hmm. Lynn Ramsey films. Love the rider. Uh, I feel
0: like I could see you and Vicky Crepes in a movie together, and I would oh be my happy with God, that. <laughs> that would be a dream. There's another name we're not talking about. No,
1: she was so good in that she's movie. So good, Everyone. and I love her. She just yeah. seems like the nicest, coolest person. I need, to, I need to. go for a glass for of wine for her. Of show
0: <laughs> <laughs> she she came actually. Now that I'm thinking about it, she came by for when we had the show in a shorter iteration, and we sat and we made little paper dolls and we oh. drew little outfits on. She's she's really wonderful. Though. Yeah,
1: I, I love her. Yeah.
0: Is <laughs> there else in the industry, because we're always talking about like the way movies and TV could be changing for the better, and there's a couple of like really formidable forces out there that are like pushing things forward in a very promising positive direction. Are there any ladies in Hollywood that you're looking at and you're like, you're doing something special right now? I want to work with you.
1: Um yeah. I uh, well, I love Lynn Ramsey mm-hmm. and I love her films. Um love Frances McDormand's badassness <laughs> and and I love that she lets herself, like, how she, she's just so seeable, you know? You just see, she just, any mask is removed. It's very amazing. <laughs> um, Olivia Coleman, mm-hmm. Chloe Zhao, um, who did The Writer, didn't yes. she? Did write yes, yeah. the Writer's great. <laughs> yeah, um, there's an amazing new writer called Elizabeth Sanders, who's from New York, who's writing amazing scripts, and... Um, Yeah, there's, I I don't know, I feel, I look around all the time and see people that (laughs) I think you're doing something, you know, true and of yourself, that's awesome.
0: Any opportunity I get to put a spotlight on names like those, I'll always take it. (laughs) Back to Wild Rose really quickly, because... You've been on, like, a really long press and festival journey with this film. <laughs> Are you sick of seeing me? <laughs> not, not one bit, but I do, I do remember that uh, I was in Toronto for TIFF, and you were lucky enough to talk to our own Steve Weintraub while I was out and about doing the, the hotel junket ones, mm. and I was so sad that I missed you guys. But being on this journey for so long, is there anything about that, like, really intense, like, press process or sharing your movie with different audiences in different states and countries that has, like, really struck you?
1: Yeah, I mean, it really is different in every place. And I think, you know, that's a funny... I always think old film is just like it's solidified and it's real and that's it. But it it changes with every different audience and every different, like, you know, you bring it to Austin or Nashville and they're such hardcore country fans that it's a completely different relationship for them. Or you bring it to Glasgow and it's like a love song to them, you know, it belongs to them or... um, Yeah, but I think... The true thing with this film is that it's it's a prison break film for anybody who's been told they're not allowed to dream outside the four walls that they've been told they're allowed to exist in. Whether you're from Nashville or Glasgow or a man or a woman, you know it belong it, it can belong to everybody. I hope.
0: <laughs> well, I really like the sound of that. That's a beautiful way to put it. It's. It's a movie also that like tells you you could you could have everything. Like I feel like we're also trained to say like if that's my like exclusively my dream and nothing else.
1: Yeah, yeah. Especially as mothers, you know, you're like told you have to put your dreams to the side once you become um yeah, it's important for people to keep nurturing their own individuality and identity, and sometimes that's hard.
0: <laughs> Touching on something you said before, do you have any movie that you've watched that after, I don't know, not liking it at one point in your life, it wound up meaning a lot to you? Because that's one of my favorite things about movies is that whether it's, like, the region you're from, your background, anything at all, what part of your life you're in the middle of right now what you're dealing with, like, your reaction to the same movie could change depending on where yeah, you stand at that moment. Yeah, that's an
1: excellent question. Well, I went... I, I saw True Romance a few uh, weeks ago in London, and I hadn't seen it in ages. And I think when I was young, I didn't really like... I didn't really get it, but I just had the best time watching it. And all of those scenes are just, each scene could be it's a, a film in itself. Like the, the, the dynamic between those characters, you oh my God. Yeah. But I don't know, there's like, I always watch Meet Me in St. Louis, like every year at Christmas time. And that, it still is magic to me, but I don't know, maybe I look at the different things in it because
0: of it. I don't know what it says about me, that that is like your yearly watching thing and mine is trick-or-treat on Halloween. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are the goals from here on out? Are there any like specific types of projects that you've never worked on that you've got your eye on?
1: Um, I don't really plan. Definitely
0: <laughs> <laughs> totally uh, establish that. And I think it's for the better.
1: I don't know. I I, I think, yeah, I like, well, I love I love collaborating, and I love the—you know—I like being free in my work. And um, and the thing is, is you do meet different stories at different points in your life. And so, I could have read a script—I could have read Beast now—and it would have been a completely different film for me. And I probably wouldn't have been—it would have been a different story as well because of where I am now. I'm not who I say I am. I know you understand because we're the same I, I don't know there's a, I'm curious about uh, yeah I don't know maybe just collaborate I'd like to build something from the root up and see what happened
0: are you interested in uh, writing and directing at all
1: not really. No, I don't think I'd be very good at it.
0: <laughs> also, I think
1: it's such a specific talent that, you know, like, I appreciate it and I respect it. And I think it takes years to, like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know. Oh, I get that. Say what you need to say with that. and um, But I'd like to be part of that team. I, lo- I love that. Like, that's my favorite way of working is from day one you're sharing you know and whatever it is if it's a, from it's a poem to a piece of art to a piece of music to a film reference that there's this cooking pot or something and like I, they used to have in the disney rooms they said these old disney rooms where all the writers would go in and they'd as they were walking through the door they'd each have a marker pen and the walls would be all completely white and whatever um like thought they had in their head, they would just scroll it on the wall and so all of these writers would come, you know, and I mean it's kind of like what writing rooms are now, but it was all around and then they would amalgamate all the best ideas and create a film that's what I want to do
0: (laughs) I like the sound of that I mean collaboration is key and it's also the cool thing now too that I see all over the place is that most people when they get a wonderful opportunity and start to build like a name for themselves then they can like swing that weight around in a way where it's like building and fostering a project from the ground up and I don't know making something that's really important to you yeah yeah yeah, definitely. So what's the deal with this uh, live performance now? Because I want to know how I can see you perform this stuff live.
1: Oh, you can come along <laughs> if you want to. Please, yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> we hope <laughs> they'll let me go. Um, we're doing a few live performances while we're in the U.S. Um, and then when we go back to the U.K., we're doing some uh, music festivals and doing... I suppose it it feels like it's kind of rounding up the whole journey of it. And so we finish at Glastonbury on the 30th of June on one of the stages there. And we're doing a tour of Glasgow and um, Belfast and Dublin. And yeah, Rose and Harlan's got her own tour bus, which she's very excited about. A tour
0: bus. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> Have
0: you ever done, you know, like Mostly tour bus living, or, or maybe
1: even like an RV type trip? No, no, not like that. I'm sure musicians, anyone who watches, will be like, she's going to get so bored of that. I just immediately found like,
0: you right in the middle of almost famous now. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that'll be a good time.
1: <laughs> Especially
0: if you have all the essentials on the tour bus. Yeah, yeah. It'll yeah. be fine.
1: Just blue M and M's.
0: No. I'm, oh no, uh, you're a diva.
1: <laughs> no, I, I love and I love my band. They're like I just can't wait to get out and gigging and um yeah play music with live audience. It'll be great fun. It
0: really does sound like that's a wonderful opportunity, especially with the music from this film. I also have to ask you about what you're doing next, because I feel like my brief uh, scroll down your IMDb page, the Dr. Doolittle movie is on there, isn't it? I, it just felt like a surprising <laughs> choice, because with, with your work, I've gone from taboo to this, and then I see that. I'm no, like, wow, that's different. That is
1: <laughs> the first thing everyone always asks me, and I haven't got a clue where Dr. Doolittle is or what's happened. Sh- I thought sh- that like two years Ago, but yeah, I, I, I mean, I shot something. I don't know if they've caught me on the floor or if I'm there or not, but I don't know. Maybe you'll see it before I do, and you can let me know.
0: I will, it's an interesting process. Um, yeah. um, we also do some collider random questions just to get to know yeah. you a little bit better. I have a feeling I know the answer to this specific one, but what's the movie you quote the most?
1: Is that a gun in your pocket, or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Or the mask. It's a Tommy gun. (laughs) P a r t y because I gotta.
0: Party time. P a r t y because I gotta. I'm telling you, I feel like they should remake that movie, and you should be The Mask. (laughs) Love that film. Love Jim Carrey. What a legend. That that is like my generation's growing up experience. That movie was way too important to me.
1: I don't know how I found Lauren Bacall (laughs) and The Mask in the same sentence. I'm sure she'd like, absolutely, I don't know what she'd say to me.
0: (laughs) Do you have any movie or TV uh, memorabilia or props at home? Basically, did you steal anything? <laughs> oh. Because I feel like there's lots from Wild Rose to steal. Oh, I
1: mean, I, ha- I have the whole costume department I of Wild Rose. I'm so happy
0: to hear you say that.
1: <laughs> I've even brought my Wild Rose jacket to LA in case, I, you know, the moment took me.
0: I feel like you guys should actually, like, do something to promote the film where you're selling those jackets. <laughs> I, would, I, I wanted to open a tattoo pop-up tattoo parlour. <gasps> oh, that was my other question for it. I mean, this is so silly, but I always think of little details like that. That tattoo, like, are they basically applying it every single day? Oh, yeah, day? Every, every single oh, I love day. That tattoo. It's a whole skill.
1: My favorite was Chuck. He never really came out. I had this cowboy on my chest, which we call Chuck. Chuck? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think we should do pop up wild
0: rose tattoo parlors. Don't say that, because I would do it. And I would I do know. it for real. <laughs> That's, we should do it oh
1: i'm am so, very got, like easily
0: influenced when it comes to tattoos oh great I yeah. got
1: last time I was here, I got a tattoo on my lunch break, which was a really bad idea. did you really? yeah, what did you
0: get? I mean this, but it looks like
1: Bluetooth, but it 's actually not wait what is it it's well oh it's it 's uh it's from Beast and Johnny had all these ah. symbols on the inside of his finger, which were like Nordic um signs for different things so this is a nordic sign for growth but it just looks like bluetooth and i showed my brother and he was like that's the stupidest
0: thing i ever oh, saw in my life the point is that it
1: means something to you yeah embarrassment oh no
0: that's that's my next spot i'm gonna wind up with something right there too and it's not gonna be exactly that but for some reason i feel like i'm gonna it's gonna come full circle or whatever i guess i'm tempted like to get a rose now.
1: but then oh. i think you know that is down a, a different path it's gonna have to be a classy one a, cl- a classy rose <laughs>
0: I could see that too. That would be a nice one. Um, if you had the opportunity to guest star on any TV show out there right now, what would it be? Uh, Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad is never a wrong answer to any question. <laughs> or Succession. I love Succession. So I need much. to watch Succession because, oh like, I watch so most bad. of the HBO programming, and it's like every time that trailer comes on, I always say to myself. I should watch that, and for whatever reason, I just there's so much content. Yeah, it, yeah, there's so much. <laughs> what is the so I'm purposely gunning for something right now. What is the most impulsive thing you've done recently?
1: Your hair. Oh, cut my hair off! <laughs> I cut my hair off. Oh my God, I can't even remember. I'm so impressed so by that. It I had is to so bring impulsive it up. that I can't even remember that I did it. Yeah, I cut all my hair off. Oh my God, <laughs> I used to do this thing after I finished job where because sometimes it feels like your hair belongs to a character and so I'd like go home and I'd be like oh I need to cut my hair off so I'd like just cut it myself in this really bad bob and for years it was going into my hairdresser and I'd be like oh god I was playing another crazy woman I had to cut my hair oh, off <laughs> because my cut no. was so bad it was literally like choppy like a bit at the back <laughs> kind of a mullet growing out.
0: I'm kind of thankful that my mom instilled like a weird fear in me as a child where if like if I cut a single piece of hair I was going to ruin everything. <laughs> so I spent like a good portion of my adult life always having to go in and pay to get my bangs cut because I was so afraid to cut one hair.
1: Oh.
0: I, before we wrap this up, is there anything coming out movie or TV wise that you are really looking forward to? Uh, I can't
1: wait to see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um... I don't really know what else is about to come out what is about to come out oh my god so much what's what's your go-to genre Uh, like Paul Thomas Anderson
0: Paul Thomas (laughs) I, I think we might have to wait a little while for more from him probably like I don't know maybe I like realist do you get the chance to explore any of the other films at the festivals while you're there or is it all like work 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 Sometimes I
1: sometimes wish I could see more. Like, well, I, at London Film Festival, I saw quite. I saw Roma in the
0: cinema, which I loved. Um,
1: yeah, I try. I saw White Boy Rick when I was at Toronto. I think. Yeah,
0: yeah, That played there too. I just thought of something that I feel like you're gonna like. Oh yeah, Broken Circle Breakdown. Have you mean? ever heard of
1: that?
0: No. Um, I believe it's a film that takes place uh, it's a, a Belgian film and it's got like the the bluegrass uh, music vibe okay. and it's some like I mean like beautiful another one that I couldn't stop listening to after I saw it but it's also like a real heartbreaker of oh, a story great. but that is phenomenal from the director who did A Beautiful Boy. Oh, cool. So great. I highly recommend you to watch that. I know it's more important right now that all of you check out Wild Rose. Serious, I can't <laughs> reiterate it enough. You are something special, oh, special Jesse. and that movie you really need to see it. Thank you so much for your Thank time you. today. I appreciate <laughs> having you here. Guys, thanks so much for watching this episode of Collider Ladies Night. As always, like and share and we're going to see you soon with more of them.
1: All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm
0: is there. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you move on with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just 2 bucks on the one three dollar 3 menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba pa pa pa